Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Are you a musician or filmmaker applying to festivals but not sure where to start? We'll tell you how to apply and how to stand out. Let's roll that intro. Welcome to Bridge Atlantic's B-Sides, a show where we share material that doesn't quite fit in with our weekly interview series. Here on B-Sides, we focus on empowering musicians and all creatives to craft careers by arming you with the tools you need to make it in the entertainment industry. So if you're new here, consider subscribing. We're your hosts, music web designer Ross Barber-Smith from Scotland, owner of Electric Kiwi, where we create awesome customized for bands, artists, and musicians. And I'm singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist Marcy Novelli from Canada. When I'm not releasing music or doing this show, I'm producing records and directing music videos. Speaking of which, if you'd like to work together, just hit me up on any of my socials. Before we jump into the episode, we just want to let you know that we are on Patreon and you can become a bridger from as little as a dollar per month. You'll gain access to our exclusive Encore series featuring never-before-seen videos with our guests and your support will allow us to keep bringing you weekly videos here at Bridge the Atlantic. That's right. You can also head on over to our website to pick up one of our shirts. Use the coupon code BTAROCKS to receive 20% off your order as our little way of saying thank you. In this B-Sides episode, we're going to be talking about festivals and more specifically applying to perform at them. Yeah, we've got some uh, segments from two festival organizers that we spoke to earlier this year. One that runs a music festival, another runs a film festival. So we'll kind of get, you know, a few different perspectives there. But it's interesting how it all kind of relates to one another. Uh, We're going to go into a bit more depth uh, on how to apply and how to make yourself stand out from the crowd. Yeah, so before we dive into those... Uh, why don't we talk a little bit about some of the benefits of festivals, both attending them and performing at them? Yeah, I mean, I would say one of the most obvious main benefits of performing at a festival is that there's already a built-in audience. You know, there's there's a, there's a whole uh, slew of other bands promoting the same festival, and the festival owners themselves are obviously promoting because they benefit from it. So, I mean, it's one thing playing a single show. Of course, that can be phenomenal. But, you know, the festival, especially if you're an emerging artist, I think has a lot of perks um, you know, but it's important to keep in mind that you're only going to get out of it what you put into it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, definitely. I think, and if, and if you're attending a festival as a musician or an industry person, the networking opportunities are huge. And it's something that we spoke about with Daryl and Nathan uh, and even Brian Calhoun as well about when you're attending a festival, do your research first, find out who else is going to be there so that you know who you want to be talking to and, you know, connecting with while you're there. Yeah, you know, and I've been on both ends of it. I've 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 played a festival before. Um, I guess we'll mention Indie Week because uh, Daryl's actually uh, one of our previous guests that we're going to be using um, a segment from his um, in this in this B sides episode today. And um, I've played his festival before a few times actually. And I, I've sometimes I would say I've made more use of it than others. You know, um, in the past I've I've gone to all the conferences. Because um, like you mentioned, it's more than a festival. It's it's a bit more of a, uh, did you call it a convention? convention. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I took advantage. I actually made a, a lot of um, acquaintances on there. In fact, one of our earlier guests, way earlier guests, Rue Raymond, um, I actually met at, at one of the first times I played Indie Week and, and did the whole convention. Now, the last time I played Indie Week, I, I didn't make as much of use of it other than playing the show. 
Um, the reason was I was actually quite ill. I got really incredibly ill that week and I just couldn't make it out. And my, my wife and kids were sick too. So, I mean, life happens, you know, but when, when you can and when I can, I make use of all that stuff. You know what I mean? And, and no matter what level of your career you're at, I mean, you can always meet new people um, and you can always, there, there's lots of great opportunities out there. Who knows what, what it's going to lead to? Maybe nothing. Maybe you just met something uh, or met someone that, that's uh, a decent person. You know, can make a new fan. You can make a new business acquaintance. Who knows what it is? But you don't know yeah, unless you put yourself out there. It's always good to get yourself out there. Yeah, like to get your name and your face known. Because mm-hmm. you never know. Even if something doesn't happen right then, you don't know what's going to happen six months' time because someone remembers you. You know, exactly. you pop up on their Facebook feed or Twitter or something and they're like, oh, I remember that guy. So you that's just right. never know. Well, anyways, if you're tuning into this right now, you probably want to know how can you actually get in front of the festival organizers and get accepted onto the lineup yeah so uh you mentioned indie week mm-hmm. indie week founder daryl hers is uh sharing some advice on the application process so let's just uh jump right in and see what he had to say the, the main thing is is we want artists to not waste their time and money by applying to a lot of festivals it's being selective and you know you increase your your um chances and you increase your success rate so more positive experience for everybody. And I, I, and trust I only me, I'm, apply to about you know, two or three a year and I get into those because I know those are viable options and I put my money in the right places. I mean, that's just me. Exactly. I'm sure I can apply to five, 10 other ones, but are they realistic for me right now? Probably not, you know, or even are they a exactly. right fit? No. So why am I going to throw my money away there when I can be put into something else? <laughs> Obviously you need to take a chance. Of course you need to do that, but you also have to weigh your options and, and ask yourself where you fit the best. What makes the most sense? Uh, uh, and that's with any business, right? So you have to make the right decisions. And it, it's sometimes it's an emotional decision that's made like, oh, we'd love to go to New York. Well, everybody wants to go to New York or South by. Um, and, and, you know, it's also on our end, very difficult to say no to some people. You know, there's some artists that, man, they work really hard. They just don't have it together or they're missing something that another artist already has in place. It's very close. Like I said, a lot of times, like there's so many times where there's artists, it's like, man, we really want to work with them, but this isn't, they're not ready yet. But what ends up happening is they might apply again the next year. And we, we followed them or we can see where were they last year and where are they now? And we can definitely see improvements. So uh, there's times where we accept artists like second or third time applying that we said no the first time. Some great tips from Daryl there. Yeah, absolutely. And I can definitely vouch for the fact that applying for less festivals, because you're applying for the most relevant and suitable ones, is definitely a smart strategy. Yeah, I would I would definitely agree with that. And, um, you know, so aside from the actual application itself, what else can you do to make yourself stand out? How can you make sure that you're being seen by those responsible for processing the applications? We had a chat with Nathan Fleet, uh, the man behind the Hamilton Film Festival, Hamilton being the city I'm from, and he shared some great ideas about what his team looks for when choosing films for their festival and how you can best uh, make yourself stand out. Speaking of Hamilton Film Festival, my film, Walking Proof, which documents the making of my debut solo album, It's Not an Excuse, Reason, was actually in the Hamilton Film Festival a few years ago, and I could definitely say it's a fantastic festival. Nathan's awesome. And uh, I have nothing but good things to say about it. So while Nathan's talking more specifically about film, there is definitely a lot that a musician or any other creative can take from his advice here. So let's see what he's got to say. 
Nathan, do you have some advice specifically for applying for festivals? You know, how can creatives stand out and give themselves the best chance at being showcased? Of course, besides having great material, which is something we covered in our interview with you. Um, I, the, the things that stand out the most are the things that are not typical. So if you come to a festival with a story of uh, a detective on the last day of his job, has one last job to do, and it's going to be dangerous, that's very typical. And we do get those. And But there's ones that come in where the story is, it's, it hasn't been told or hasn't been told in a certain way. And it comes back to the story is that unique story, that unique voice that is not something that is either in mainstream or even independent film. And it's those movies that always catch our eye and they pretty much always get the jury choice award. So would that be a story story versus production? What what are you more interested in? Yes, definitely. Definitely story versus, yeah. Because we've had uh, short films that have been selected as our jury choice or features, but it's always that story, that unique way that they've uh, they've approached a story that really kind of shines through. And for us, it doesn't matter if it's student film, shot on video, shot on the latest 4K, whatever. It's, you know, if that story really comes through, that's the most important thing. Some filmmaker friends of mine who are fantastic, but I do think sometimes they focus on the wrong things and they're focusing on, look at this gear I got, look at this new camera. Oh, it yep. shoots 4K, this much bit, uh, bit, bit rate. And just, that's that's all great. That adds definitely to the quality, I think, if you have. But I think it does have to start with a really good story, a really good premise first, and then something maybe something a little bit different. And then everything else is added color. I think I can liken it to grabbing your, my acoustic guitar, playing a song. If the song's good, it's going to sound good. Yeah. But we can make it sound fantastic with better production that's absolutely right it's uh i mean great gear is great and and it's wonderful if you're a technical person and that's mm-hmm. your kind of thing but it's not gonna enhance a story that's not good it's not it's not gonna make a, a bad story better it, it might look really good but you will see the the shortcomings very quickly so what's that horror uh, that horror m- movie franchise i just can't think of the name right now where it's just them sleeping all night and they're getting interrupted you know what i'm talking about um oh paranormal activity, paranormal activity like that started off with yeah. a 20, it was a twenty thousand dollar um which sounds high but it's really low for most films um i think it was a twenty thousand dollar film very it was a short film and just got just sent to a few film festivals and just happened to get in the lap of steven spielberg who thought hmm this is an interesting premise it was shot terribly Shot absolutely terribly, but it was an interesting premise. He put some money behind it. There you got Paranormal Activity. This whole franchise has come out of it. You know what I mean? So I think people sometimes think if it doesn't look 100% like comparable or even a little bit comparable to what you're seeing on Netflix or anywhere. I mean, I, I love that you say that, Nathan. I can go on and on about it, but I think it all starts with story. Hence, I, I liken it again just to music. It all starts with the heart of the song. Any good song, in my opinion, that has a good melody you can just grab one instrument and a voice, and if it works, it's a good song. In my opinion, my humble yeah. opinion. Sure, there's yeah. some good, you know, other kinds of music, electronic music that probably wouldn't work as well like that. But but that's the foundations what I think. have to be there, regardless of what the project is. Mm-hmm. You need strong foundations to build upon. Right. If you don't have those foundations, it's just gonna probably crumble. fall apart. So <laughs> yep, crumble. Yeah. Um, so no, I think yeah, it's definitely great advice and definitely something for people to to think about so even if you're not you know the production is not the top quality that is not what you should be focusing on uh focus on making your content the best that it can be 
and you know everything else can be done later on. Kind of like this right. show, the production sucks, like but we're song. interviewing interesting people like Nathan, so that's all that matters. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Ross, you and I just spent the last two minutes reiterating everything that Nathan yep. really said, but that's okay. That's how important it is. <laughs> that's what we do, that's right. that's and we can right. cut that out because that's you know right. we've got the like, capability. That's so right. We will probably do that. Yeah, we definitely didn't cut that out. No, we didn't. <laughs> With some great advice from Nathan there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's a good place for us to wrap up. Hopefully this episode has given you a few tips and some food for thought. Um, as always, we'd love to hear from you, um, our audience. So let us know what you took away from this episode. And if you have any tips um, of your own about applying to festivals, um, or advice that we can share with our audience, we'd love to hear what has worked for you. Yeah. And you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Don't forget to visit our, our website and pick up one of these shirts while you're there. As for me, I'm working on my new solo album. You can check out my music on Spotify and iTunes and just about everywhere and anywhere you like to stream or download music. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, which are all my name, Marciano Valley. And I am working on websites for various artists at the moment. You can check out my work at electrickiwi.co.uk. You'll find me on Twitter and Instagram as Electric Kiwi and on Facebook, Electric Kiwi Design. That's right. And this episode was brought to you by Social Surge, your source for social media marketing and online music promotion. All links are in the description, so please check them out because they do what, Ross? They keep the show alive. And if you would like to sponsor the show, visit patreon.com slash bridge the Atlantic. We have recently updated our awards, which now include sponsorship at the start of our interviews, an opportunity for you to co-host an episode of Bridge the Atlantic. And of course, gain access to our new Encore series. Encore! Make sure to, make sure to subscribe <laughs> on YouTube so you don't miss any episodes. And leave us a comment and let us know what do you think of the show. I'm really excited about our new patreon You're very, very series, excited, Encore. Yeah. And I want everyone to go check it out. Head on over to our Patreon and you can to watch an exclusive series just for our patron. It's the first time we've ever done this. We're really excited about it. Anyways, that's it for B-Sides. We'll be back next week with a brand new interview. Yeah, and make sure to catch new B-Sides episodes on the last Tuesday of every month. So uh, see you later, guys. See ya. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.